Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, this is Colette from The Critter Shed. Um, Just a few months ago, Colle and I had the absolute pleasure of taking part in the first ever Cork Podcast Festival. And we recorded a live show of The Critter Shed in front of an audience. So this is our live show. We're currently on hiatus from our regular Critter Shed shows, but we will be back early in spring. So just another few weeks or maybe a month or something. And we'll have some brand new shows with great stories for you. So, hope you enjoy the show. Today we're actually going to chat about um, spiders, because it's that time of year where you're going to start to see them coming out of the woodwork, so to speak, in your closets, you find them in your bathtub, and all those nooks and crannies in your house where they're going to be frightening you. And I think what we're going to try to do is introduce you to their natural history, some facts about them, maybe get to come up and have a look at them after we finish our talk. You can get to hold the tarantula. So we all see them in our houses at this time of year. Mm -hmm. But where do they actually come from? So they're always in your house. Your house, no matter what. I'm sorry to say this to you. Your house is crawling with spiders. They're always in your house. And the ones we tend to see at this time of year are these big Hairy guys. I'm going to open them up. You'll probably do a leg around me now. But. So you're just opening up uh, a Tupperware dish. So this and... is the big leggy guys, which are the European giant house spiders. And this is a and male. He's crawling over your hand there. And the reason why you see these a lot at this time of year is because they're very randy and they're out looking for ladies. <laughs> so he's been in a web for the goods of a year or two, getting big and strong and growing. And then he has a final molt, a mature molt, where he will um, shed his skin and put down a thing called a sperm web, where he deposits his DNA, his sperm, and he sucks it up into the two little punching bag, punching gloves, uh, kind of uh, appendages at the front of his face. They're like syringes. So they just suck that DNA material up, and he goes off looking for women. So how big is that spider that's crawling all over your hand now? About an inch. If you spread those legs out, some of them can get up to two inches. Wow. So they're pretty so big. So he's a big looking spider. Yeah. Now, the press says giant spiders are invading our home. They've never been as big. They have been as big. They've always been that big. <laughs> it's just your, our grannies were a lot harder than we are. And we're, you know what I mean? <laughs> they didn't mind these spiders. So basically, when he, when he, gets, when he gets the sperm into his petty palps, which are the things on the front of his face, he basically just has one thing on his mind. He stops eating 
and just goes on the wander, and he'll do that until he dies. He'll go up to a female, he'll sniff her out in her web, he'll go up to the female and he will um, do a little dance, or do a drum, depending on the species. A drum? Yeah. What's that so, like? Ah. So that defines what species you are. Uh, clearly tells her your intentions are to mate, not to get eaten, but she'll probably eat you anyway. So she swipes right or swipes left? Yeah, spinder. <laughs> That's trademarked. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so um, with, with the bigger species of, of, of spider here, like the tarantulas, the males have a thing called a tibial hook, uh, which is like a hook appendage on their, on their, uh, on their front legs. And basically, when he does his drum, he'll very gingerly approach the female. She'll come out and he'll grab those hooks and ram them right into her fangs. So she's kind of trying to kill him and he's there like this and he's <laughs> jabbing away at her. And then he backs off and I'm usually there at four in the morning with a ruler going, please don't eat him because I'm trying to get as much length out of the males as I can. So I'm there in between like a weird demented chaperone trying to make sure the date goes right. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. Now, one of the most common questions I get asked about spiders is about these guys. These are the daddy long leg spiders. You probably see them in your house. They're actually called cellar spiders. And how would you actually describe them? Like, how, how much bigger are they than the spider we just saw? So, they're around the same size. They're around about an, an inch in, in leg span. Mm -hmm. And the body is tiny. And there was a rumor going around that these were like the most venomous uh, spider on the planet, but their fangs couldn't penetrate human skin. And that's the reason why they weren't killing everybody. That was created because of this. That spider was photographed eating a redback spider in Australia. So this is a new spider that we're looking at now. Yep. It's, it's got a <clears throat> very bulbous body. It's black, and there's a, a very obvious red mark on its back. Yeah, it, lo it's, it looks it, dangerous. Yeah, but it does. It's a typical widow-looking like, yep. spider. Um, so basically, a guy photographed one of them being eaten by a cellar spider and deduced in his head that it must be, the cellar spider must be more venomous than this if it's killing it. Make sense? The press got hold of it, went to an arachnologist who said, absolutely not, that is not the case. But the press don't like the facts and they like to sell the stories. So um, they, roll, they roll with the, with the, with the new story anyway. And it went like wildfire all over the world. The reason why the cellar spider was able to kill and eat that's that venomous spider and all venomous spiders is because they are spider eating specialists. If you don't want a lot of spiders in your house, you keep cellar spiders in your house. Ah. It makes, it's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But what they do is basically spider jujitsu. All right? <laughs> so they have these really long legs that they can literally throw webs at stronger, bigger spiders like our European house spider that we were just talking about there, or the false widow spiders that we have in Ireland are actual widow spiders. Mm -hmm. They'll tie them up, wrap them up, and munch them wow. very easily. So we should be delighted to have them in our houses. If you want to have no spiders, you should have um, cellar spiders. Here's a cool fact. Spiders are the most dominant terrestrial predator on the planet. Mm -hmm. All your wolves, all your tigers, your killer whales, everything. They don't put a patch on what spiders put away. And how many species do you think we have? Do we know? 
the, the amount of spiders we have is increasing every, every year because we keep discovering new spider species. And if you look at these pictures, you can see here how beautiful they are. So like we're, yeah, so we're looking at a few slides now of, I, some of them I think are jumping spiders, yeah. and they're really unusually and vibrantly coloured, so there's one spider that has uh, red stripes on top of sort of a blue furry body, the eyes are really gorgeous, green colour as well, and other spiders, orange and white and black and white and red, like they're really gorgeous, which you wouldn't expect, because a lot of people think spiders yeah, are dull, they, right? Yeah, they, they think they're really dull mm. and colourless, but yeah. it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, to me, that's as beautiful as any orchid or, you know any kind of nice flower or peacock or, to me, but, I, but I'm a weirdo. <laughs> are these spider species, are they to be found in Ireland or are they exotic? Some of them are exotic, well they're all exotic actually, right. but like even our own little spiders are beautiful in their own mm. way. So here's the number of spiders we have, so if you're looking at species say of mammals, we've about 5,000 species of mammal on the planet, which, which is, you know, grand, but if you look at the numbers of spiders, we have 45,000 recorded species, wow. and there could be up to 170,000, you know, so we're only scratching the surface with them. It's a, it's a very, very diverse group of animals, and they've been around a long, long time as well. And they're everywhere. So this is Mount Everest, and even on, uh, there's a picture of Mount Everest here, I have to keep remembering that people are listening to this mm. as well. So. Uh, yeah, even on places like Mount Everest, you will find spiders that are very similar to the ones that live in the lower areas, but they have developed antifreeze in their, in their blood to keep them alive up there. Wow. So they really, really get around. And how, like, how extreme do they go from ice? Do they go into hot areas, for example? Yes, so here we go. So we're looking at a map of the world now with essentially everything marked in red where spiders are, which is everything, pretty much except the poles. Yes. So they're, they're literally They don't everywhere. like the cold. So, um, apart yeah. from that species, that apart, on. that one species, it's the lack of prey as well in these areas, in the, especially in the poles. So there's nothing for them to eat. So, but if you look on the world, they're everywhere. And how do they get around everywhere? Like even in small islands, spiders are the first to arrive when volcanoes erupt and form a new island. One of the first animals to arrive will be spiders. Mm. So how do they get to these places? They do a trick called ballooning. What's ballooning? Yeah, it's basically sticking your arse in the air. <laughs> putting out a little web, and the web gets caught in either uh, heat mm -hmm. from the ground, radiating from the ground, or it gets caught in a breeze. And the spiders go right up into the atmosphere. And the cool trick that they have actually is they can change and contort their bodies and go higher or descend. Paragliders? Yes. Wow. They're amazing little tricks. And is that adult spiders or young spiders or who does it? Yeah, we're very lucky that tarantulas aren't going to be landing <laughs> on your head. <laughs> It'd be a bit weird if there was like giant tarantulas parachuting from the, from the heavens. <laughs> it's, it's very, very minute baby spiders. Right. But that's how they get out onto these volcanoes and these islands where they just arrive in. They're the first to, to, to get there. They generally start eating each other and then they'll eat anything else that arrives after <coughs> So they've developed this really inventive way of probably dispersing from their mother as well after they've hatched, yep. and then getting out into the environment and just making it work for them. Yep. So that problem of where do I live, I have to find a new place to live, they've solved that beautifully. Very well. Wow. And if you look here, there's a photograph of Scotland, and it's just a field, and it's completely covered in cobwebs. 
It looks like there's a mesh of cobwebs yeah. just completely on top of So the in that field uh, alone, in that photograph, you're estimated at over two million wow. spiderlings moving at once. Wow. So there's an awful lot of them getting about. And they're providing food for our bats and our birds and our frogs and all the animals that are up on the food chain on them. So, you know, a very important creature in the food web. This is a cracker of a spider. Oh my God, I'm looking at two beautiful slides. They seem to have been taken underwater and they're spiders underwater. What's that all about? So this is the diving, the European diving bell spider and we have them in Ireland. Really? Yeah, and I saw one last no year. Way. <laughs> so happy. And I saw it in my pond, which was even better. In so your back garden, been, yeah. beside the shed. Yeah, <laughs> so it ballooned into my pond, which is really, really cool. Like, wow. So uh, um, they're a great, uh, they're a great example of uh, uh, how adaptable spiders are. They basically live their entire lives underwater. So they'll land into a pond, they'll make a web underwater, and they'll stick their backside in the air. There's going to be a lot of talk about spiders' arses today. <laughs> they'll stick their arse in the air, and their, their bums are really hairy, like densely hairy. And it, the, the air sucks onto the, the hairs on the abdomen. They bring it down, and then they scrape it off into the web. So they literally form that little diving bell. And that means they can hang out under there, have their babies, hunt, do everything underwater, no predation from boards, no hassle. So that diving bell is that full of, water, full of air? Air, that's right. there. Yeah. That's the, and that's literally how they'll, they'll live their entire existence. It's a, a really, really cool trick. And a very nasty bite for, for a European species, believe you me. So, Have you experienced yeah. it? Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> when you're cleaning out your pond, at this time of year, you kind of give your pond a haircut, basically, because all the weed is growing over the summer. So I'll be pulling it out, and if you grab one of them, they'll, wow. they'll let you know fairly pronto. But how do, how do spiders actually breathe? So these guys are underwater. They have a diving bell with oxygen in it. Um, but the spiders on land in general, how do they breathe? So they don't have lungs like us. They have mm. book lungs. So they basically absorb the air. It's kind of an adaptation. A lot of arthropods, insects and arachnids, and are ba they're basically sea creatures that are living on land hmm. and have adapted. So they still have that kind of lung set up, uh, and that's how they breathe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, now we're coming on to the next slide, and that is a beautiful looking spider. It's very formal, isn't it? My little slides. <laughs> um, what are the main characteristics of spiders? So you, these are the things you think of when you're, when you're looking at spiders. You've got eight legs, silk. Silk is the spider's secret weapon. They all use it in one way or another. Uh, the two segments to the body, so you have the front end and the back end, obviously. They're not like insects who have the three segments. Um, and venom. And the spider venom is really cool. We'll get into that in a bit as well. But uh, they all have venom. People ask me, is that, is that spider poisonous? Well, it's not poisonous, it's venomous. What's the difference? If you bite something and die, it's poisonous. Ah. If it bites you and you die, it's venomous. Ah. <laughs> right. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a face you'd fall in love with, isn't it? We just look, we're looking at a picture now of the most gorgeous face, and I have to say, I have come across one of these faces. Yes. I had, I had a spider with a face like this at home. It's, um, it, it's, it's a wolf spider, I believe. Yes. And I'm looking at, what I, what the, the main characteristic for me about wolf spiders, how to identify them is, their eyes are to die for. So two huge big eyes at the top, and then two in the middle, and then a constellation of... 
yeah. for underneath. And it's a really unusual thing. And then these, what, what are, the, what are they're, those? They're the, so directly under the eyes are yeah. the chelicerae. So they hold the venom and the fang is attached to the bottom of it too. So when, we'll get into spider digestion in a bit, but that, that's the whole mouth part. Um, the way they eat is so alien to us. Everything about them is so alien to us. You couldn't invent spiders if you made, made them up and thing. But the way they eat is really, really incredible. We'll talk about that in a second. And if you see the eye pattern of this spider here, each species of spider has a unique eye pattern. So when I'm IDing spiders, when they arrive in in fruit and veg from Tesco, and they, I get a call from the college, colleague, come down, have a look at this spider, what is it? So you'll, have a, you'll basically have your spider guidebook, mm. and you'll have your eye patterns, you match your eye patterns to the squished spider, and you go, well, it's not dangerous. This is what it is. And that's it. So if you can't like, visually identify something because it's damaged or squished, or if you just don't know it because there's so many spider species, you can't know them all, it's a great way of IDing them is by looking at the patterns of the eyes. I think most people here would agree that that is a beautiful face. A few nods there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody getting sick in the back crying. <laughs> wow. And... <gasps> Yeah. So we, so we have we have two pictures in front of us now. Spiders with on the backs of them, on the, the abdomen, mm -hmm. a big bundle of things that look like tiny spiders. Is that right? Yes. Oh my god. Tell so us this about is that. the mammy wolf spider. And wolf spiders are great parents. Oh I can see that picture now there. I can see the, the face, yeah, that's a wolf spider face. So you experienced this, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. So I used to be um, scared of spiders. I think we all have this sort of inherited genetic memory about spiders. But um, we actually kept one at home as a pet for a couple of weeks. And that actually cured my arachnophobia. We kept her in this beautiful terrarium. She was an exotic species. She came in with fruit and veg. So we couldn't actually let her outside. And we noticed amazing things about her. And the more I learned about her behavior and how she actually reproduced, amazingly reproduced, three times without any male in the vicinity, and you can explain later why yeah. that happened. And um, I just watched her every day, and I caught flies for her. Well, actually, my cats caught the flies, and then I just <laughs> prized them out of their little paws. But I actually bonded with her. Like, she became part of the family, and we called her Patricia. <laughs> and, you know, we, we worried about Patricia's well-being. And Patricia unfortunately started to look a bit desiccated one particular week and I said to Leo I think she's gone he goes no she's not she's just having a rest it took him three days to, to actually get come over. to terms with the fact that Patricia had had gone to spider heaven but that's how that's how uh, attached I became to her yeah because but to watch her throw we throw uh, the fly in and you know the speed at which they they caught the fly but everything about them was so innovative, the evolution of how they'd come up with solutions to the problems of, you know, maintaining, fed, having being babies, alive, yeah. having babies, jaw-dropping. Yeah, and those, this is a great example of, like, parental care in, in an arachnid. So, scorpions do this too, but wolf spiders are great parents. She'll carry them on her back, and on her abdomen, until they go into their first instar, which is their first molt, and then they disperse. So, it's a really high percentage of them will survive, right. as opposed to a lot of spiders that would have these kind of group uh, creches where the babies kind of hang around. Yeah. And I have one here. You come down and have a look later on. But that's a mother so steatoda. you're holding up a jar with what looks like three tiny cotton buds, uh, cotton, cotton, bud, cotton walls. I'll say that again. Cotton three, balls. Cotton balls in there. And is that the egg sac? Yeah, so there's three egg sacs. 
And as you were saying earlier on, so a female spider can mate once with a male and retain sperm. Right. So that means when she moves on, then she can reproduce if she's moving into a new area. And this is the false widow spider. And if you look at all these little tiny dots in the web, they're all her young. Ah. And some of them are bigger than others because... I'm sorry. Yeah. Here. Some of them are bigger than others because they are cannibals. <laughs> so the young spiders in these crash webs have a bit of a battle zone going on. And they just basically see who's the toughest, who's the strongest, and it is survival of the fittest. And they'll all munch on each other and then disperse. And that happens with a lot of spider species. There are very few so-so spiders. Um, they, they don't really do company very well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting way of, of um, sorting, sorting the, the, healthy, the healthy ones from the... There's, before you the move on ones. there, uh, before, what I noticed about it, our spider, so our wolf spider had three, uh, three of those XX over the course of a few months. Mm. And I can't remember exactly how long she carried it, but she carried it around very, very carefully and very tenderly looking after it for a few weeks. And then when the spiderlings hatched, they crawled up onto her back and they stayed there for 10 days. And then they did what you explained before. They ballooned. So they each put out a, um, a piece of a silk, yeah. of silk and went off into the room. I'm sure we must have <laughs> inhaled loads of, We inhaled some. The cats ate the rest. But um, Brilliant. We, we counted actually how many spiders were on her back. We did a rough count. So we took a photograph, roughly worked out how many layers of spiderlings that were on top of each other. It was like this undulating mass of tiny little spiderlings. It was amazing. And we worked out there was somewhere between 300 and 500 spiderlings on wow. her back each time. So within the course of those few months that she was with us, she probably produced up to 1,500 young. There you go. Which is astounding. Yeah. And no male inside. And wolf spiders, again, would be a major source of food for lizards and frogs. And that's, how, that's why they have so many babies, just to keep their numbers up. They have to have so many babies. So if they didn't disperse quick enough, would she eat some of them? Yes. So right. the, the maternal link is only, uh, <laughs> only so strong with spiders. It's the same with scorpions as well. Like either we have to there at, at night waiting for the first kind of instar or else the mammy will munch it on, on, her, on her young. So you have Midwife to be really careful. and yeah. chaperone. Chaperone, yeah, that's it. So silk, spider silk, all of them produce silk. Some of them don't make webs, but they'll use silk, of course, for nesting and for making sperm webs and, and, and for safety lines. Some of them, will, especially like wolf spiders, yep. will actually leave a, a line behind them. So if they fall off something, they can kind of go bungee back up. Oh, wow. It's a nice little trick. Uh, it's stored inside in the abdomen, the silk is, in, in, as a liquid. Yep. And as, as it comes out, the spider can squeeze and manipulate its spinnerets to make different types of webbing for different occasions. And when you look at a spider's web, like the big orb web spiders you'd see in your garden. You That's that to, sort of typical roundy yeah, shape with all the spokes. They're really the, beautiful ones. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating watching them make them as well, the way they go around in a circle and they'll twang, twang the, uh, the web as they're putting the, the final lines in to, to make the glue oh, on right. the web stickier. It's a really, really fascinating pro process. But to, when you see the spider in that web, you have to think of that as an extension of its body. Right. Because it's literally part of that web, if you get me. So when a, when a fly hits it in the top right-hand corner, mm. there's like, um, you know, that the telegraph thing, Father mm. Ted? Da, 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 <laughs> yeah? um, it's, they have these things in their knees and in, our, in their legs where it will 
literally give them a little signal. They'll be able to tell between one and two leg that it's up here and run up and catch the prey. Oh, so it's wow. really like, it's attached into their yeah. brain. It's an extension of their body yeah. and it allows them to do this brilliant kind of wow. hunting. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what we're looking at now is what appears to be a small bird stuck <laughs> in a spider web. <laughs> yeah. So these are Nephila. These are the, uh, the golden orb weaver spider. Um, or golden orb web spiders is the common name for them. But Nephila, they're a, a, a family of very large uh, arboreal spiders, which means they live in trees. And mm -hmm. If you go to Sydney uh, in Australia and take a stroll down to the Botanic Gardens, and have a look in the trees or in the bushes, you will see rows of them. That was my highlight of Australia. <laughs> I was just so happy. My kids and I were like, oh, look at the opera house. And I'm like, look at the Nephila. <laughs> they can eat birds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and their webs are amazing. So I actually uh, got a few a couple of years ago and I bred them. They, they only live for a year, so they're kind of crap for pets, but it was great. It was a great year. We had amazing time together. Um, but I, I put I put them in a kind of in my side patches, which doubles as a greenhouse. Right. And she webbed the whole thing up. I couldn't get into my tomatoes, but it was amazing. It was huge. So she was out in your side passage. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, amazing. And, that was incredible. And, and when you pushed the web, it was like it was like a, almost like a plastic or a metallic feel. It's really really strong. So. Um, so how strong is spider's web? Well, that's, I mean, it's... Like, is, is that, what size bird is, is caught there in the nest? Yeah, the, so yeah, the they'll take birds, small bats. Um, and, and the secret to the web is, the, the trick with it is, you, you don't want a web, spiders don't want a web that's very hard, mm. because if something hits it, we'll just smash it and go through it. And they don't want something that's too springy, because it will hit it and bounce back off. Right. So you have to get that kind of just, yeah. just perfect the tension and the stickiness. Yeah. You can and, feel the stickiness when you walk into them in the middle. Oh right? yeah, big in, time. In your yeah. Garden. Yeah. Uh, and, and the webs, or silk itself, is like one of nature's strongest materials, which is really cool. We tr we're still trying to replicate with all our modern technology and science. We still can't replicate pound per pound the strength of it for the size of it. Make sense? So yeah, oh, really cool. They rock, don't they? They do rock, don't they? They just rock. Yeah, Sydney funnel web spiders are, are, uh, are Australian specialists. These are the ones that give you the heebie-jeebies when you're heading off. Australia. Yeah, the males are quite aggressive, really aggressive actually. But the Australians say they're the most venomous spider in the world, but they're not. Australians are just, <laughs> Australians need to harden up. Um, <laughs> they're not the most venomous, they, they're the second, second most venomous in relation to people. And there's a debate as to what is the most venomous and what isn't. You can't really say, because it depends on human interaction with the animal. So more people will get bitten and be in, uh, uh, put in hospital by spiders that are more common and hang around with people. But it doesn't necessarily mean they are the most toxic or have the most uh, uh, aggressive venom. Yeah. If that makes sense, yes, yeah? But the Sydney funnel web, the reason why it's so uh, feared is because the males go wandering looking for love and because they live in Australia a lot of things want to eat them so they're super aggressive they're proper Australians you know what I mean they'll have a go at everything so so they'll nip everything and if you look at the picture here you can see 
the venom is actually dripping off the fangs. So they'll actually... The fangs are actually really clear on there, Yeah, they? they'll pump that venom out. Yeah. The reason I put this, this, um, this photograph on this thing is to show you the eating tools of the spider. So they don't, have, they don't have a chewing mechanism mm -hmm. like we have. So what they basically do is they, they mash up the food, put it in a web, and then puke up their stomach contents, which is like digestive fluids, onto the, the chewed up uh, prey item. And then they suck it back up using these hairs along there to guide it back into the little hole that is their mouth. So it's like they're actually digesting it outside the body? Yes, oh, it's right. external digestion. Right. And it's a protein shake for spiders. Oh, yes. <laughs> Excellent. But it's so alien to think about like, how they eat like that. It's mental. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I have a question for you. Yo. What was your worst day with spiders? If there was one, somebody would have heard this story. <laughs> somebody would have heard the story. So I don't know. So, so I was babysitting my mates. Um, one of these. You're picking up a tarantula in yeah. a tub. Yeah. So this yeah. is one of these beautiful guys. It's a lovely tarantula in front of us there now. now. This is the biggest species of tarantula on the planet. It's called a T stormy. Wow. This is obviously not a fully grown adult, but um, they have a lovely hairy bum. Back to, back to bum talk <laughs> with spiders. Um, a lot of spiders will, uh, all the American species of spiders from North America down into South America, they'll defend themselves primarily and first and foremost by kicking hairs. They have hairy backsides and they kick the hairs off their backsides onto your face, your hands, any predator that's going to have a go at them. So it's a bit like we might, see, we might see this girl do it. There she is, she's doing so it there. another tarantula there now. So this is the Mexican red one. knee and she's a kicker. She likes to kick these hairs at me. And that's how spiders defend themselves. I was looking after a fully grown adult, one of these, who have the worst hairs on the face of the earth. <laughs> they're like tiny little barbs, like fish hooks. Mm. Um, and they're not pleasant to get on your skin. I opened the cage up, because I was in a rush to feed it, and it went in my eye. Oh. So 
So like two, like poison darts into your eye, essentially. Yeah, and then my eyes started to swell up. Bubbles were coming out my nose. I was getting sick. I was going, got into a taxi, took me to the hospital. Uh, get to the hospital. There's a queue of about 40 people in front of me, as it is in Dublin. So I walked up to the thing and the counter, and what happened to you? I've tarantulated the spray and it's boom in my eye. And the nurse filled out the form and I was like, I'm going to be here for that. Now I was in agony, like hot pokers in your eyes, really, really painful. And I'm like, I'm going to be here for hours. And I'm going to be really, and I was like, can you give me something for the pain? No, we can't do anything for it. So I sat down and literally a minute later, about four doctors come running out. Mr. Ennis, Mr. Ennis. Because they'd never seen a tarantula attack before. They were so happy. And then they put me, they brought me into this room. They put me in the chair, like a clockwork orange kind of thing with the, with the eye strap thing. So my eye was strapped open. They gave me uh, opium drops into my eye and it was the best thing I've ever <laughs> It was unbelievable. I was like, ah. Then they proceeded to call every medical student in the country who arrived down with attachments, and I didn't know you could do this. They had attachments for their phone that they could look into the microscope thing attached to my eye and taking photographs and video. <laughs> oh, this is fascinating. And I'm there going, take the fucking things out of my eye. <laughs> so they got a micro pet and a micro um, tweezers, and they started plucking them out. There were five hairs in, in, my, in my eyeball. Uh, as they were pulling them out, the weirdest thing ever, the room was warping because my eye was coming and it was like, bunk. So, yeah. So that was my worst day with spiders. <laughs> I wear a hazmat suit when I go near those things now. I literally, you know, anytime I'm working with an adult one of these now, I'll wear goggles. So, and I, I went on Twitter uh, the next day because a lot of people would kind of follow me and ask advice about spider keeping and I was just put my hands up and said, if you're working with these things, be very, very careful. Because, you know, it could have been a lot worse if the hairs had gone into the back of my eye, it could have lost my eye. So you have right. to be really careful. And it was just a lack of respect on my part, being honest. Just uh, got a bit cocky. So there you go. I have a mate in Scotland <laughs> who uh, we keep these spiders called OBTs, uh, orange baboon tarantulas. They're an African species, mental, really aggressive. OBTs, we also call them orange bitey things. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy in Scotland and me were breeding them and kind of chatting away and everything. I never talked to him in the, in the flesh. Just online, Facebook kind of chat. Great and lovely chap. And one day then I was in work and my phone rang and a Scottish voice <laughs> shouted on the phone, Collie, burn them all! Burn them all! <laughs> And I'm like, who is this? He, 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 he had gotten bitten on, his on the tip of his finger by a baby, one of them. And his hand swelled up and he, he said, I feel like I'm after having a stroke. So yeah, it was, it was very, very funny. Jesus. I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> Mad. So yeah, so some species of spiders you have to be very, very careful around. Um, but yeah, that was my worst day with them. What are we going on now? We keep on, keep on. Oh yeah, so what do spiders eat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what do spiders eat? Basically anything they can fit in their mouth and overpower. Okay. Um, some spiders, uh, like the jumping spider here, are yeah. spider eating specialists, like the one we were talking about earlier on, the cellar spider. 
they also eat flies and stuff, but they, they specialise in spiders. Um, <coughs> jumping spiders are amazing. They're nearly like, they're the most intelligent. They're like the primates of the spider world. Really? Very, very smart little animals. Problem solving abilities. <laughs> so they can look at a spider in a web and go, right, what is that? What species is it? How dangerous is it? They can walk around, they can uh, mimic prey. Wow. Distract the other spider, and then run up behind it and set a trap by jumping onto its back so it avoids the fangs. Wow. Very, very smart. For an, for an arachnid, probably the size, like half the size of your fingernail. And very, with very clever. a tiny brain. Tiny little brain. Amazing. Yeah. You like this? Oh my God! Yeah. It says it's this beautiful picture tells me that there's a vegetarian spider. Yeah, Mr. Kipling's that? exceptionally good spiders. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's only one spider in the world that we know of that's kind of half, uh, half, half vegetarian, and it eats these uh, these acacia trees have these kind of nutritious little kind of sugary substance that they produce in Mexico, and uh, this. Species of jumping spider, about 60% of its diet is made up of these things, oh. which is, uh, shows you how adaptable. Mm. That's the only one. So they vary in size. I have a slide here that you can see our little jumping spider. That's a peacock jumping spider from Australia. Is, Very that, is that a full grown? Because it's, it's, it's the same size as the top of your thumbnail. You know, the, like, it's like, what, two, three, five millimeters? It wouldn't be even two, I'd say. Really? Yeah, tiny, And that's tiny. fully grown? Fully grown adult. Wow. Peacock spiders are the ones that do the little. Do you ever see them doing the, the mad display stuff? Like They're uh, so funny. The semaphore signals. Yeah, and, uh, the males yeah. do all this kind of, please don't eat me, I just want to be romantic. <laughs> 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 and then the biggest species is the Goliath one that put me in the hospital. Um, they are massive, so they're dinner plate size wow. when they get fully grown. Um, incredible animals. And I'm very lucky I have two. I've kept them for many years. Um, my adult one died about four years ago, um, but I had her for like seven or eight years. She was wild caught. So do you know how long they lad, uh, tarantulas would live in the wild? Well, actually, in, in human care. 25 to 30 years. Really? For the females. Wow. The males only about a year to four years. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they tend to get eaten when, they, when you breed them with the females. Or they just, once again, they, they pump up those paddy paps with sperm. Yeah. They're just focused on mating. They stop eating. You just see them in the enclosures just running around. Yeah. Looking on the sniff. Going mad. Like Aladdin Coppers at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Who will crawl out with Who will crawl out, yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Some of them get eaten too. <laughs> <laughs> so the three groups of spiders that we have on, on, on the earth are basically you have the, the ones on the top, the Lephistidae are the really ancient spiders, the ones that still have a segmented body right. and they live in burrows, mm -hmm. like trapdoor spiders kind of thing. You can see how primitive they look, they look like something out of like really the, the primordial times. That's what the old spiders used to look like. So that obviously probably means that they're so well adapted that they didn't have to change their, you got it. their segments. Yeah. Like so they're really good at what they do. They're really, really good at what they do. Right. Very, very good. Then you have the mygelomorphs, which are, are tarantula species, basically all those terrestrial big, yeah. big chunky spiders. Haven't changed much in millions of years either. Right. And then the araneomorphs will be the very highly evolved and very advanced spiders. 
So they're the ones that have the complex web systems and different ways of surviving. Um, they're not as basic as uh, tarantulas and the, the other species, if that makes sense, yeah? What is the most dangerous spider that you have in your Ah, <laughs> he's down on the bottom here. You mean so underneath my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're holding up a small. I'm going to bring him around, and at the end, you can come down and have a, a closer look because I know it's hard for you to see. So but if you can see here, small Tupperware dish. Yeah. Full of sand. Full of sand, and in it is a something that looks like the face hugger from Aliens. Yeah, it does actually. You can see. I'll just, so I'll, the legs I'll, are sort of the, they're facing forward, ready to hug your face. And this guy is called a six-eyed sand spider. Now, should they strike fear in us? Yes. <laughs> yes, they should. Uh, it's basically this guy on the bottom here. And the six-eyed sand spiders are a desert species of spiders that evolved on Pangaea millions of years ago. Pangaea was the giant continent that broke up. And if you lived on Pangaea, you had to be a hard, hard animal. <laughs> because everything was killing everything else. The conditions were terrible. Um, so that's where they evolved, and they have not changed since. They're like a living fossil. Wow. They are actually Araneomorphs, but unlike most Araneomorphs, they live very long, like 12, 13 years. They're and venom. They're, they're small. They're very small, yeah. Like, they're uh, very small. An inch, the body, about an inch, and yep. the legs, two inches each. Or yep. even if that, an inch and a half. I, I absolutely adore this species. <laughs> I think they're great. But if you want to lose weight fast, try feeding them and looking after them because they're just sweating Sweat. buckets. Um, <laughs> the reason for that is they tested their venom on mammals in the lab, on uh, rabbits. And the results were basically, uh, what was it? one of the paper, uh, the authors on the paper said it was like somebody having a stroke, a heart attack and Ebola at the same time. Wow. So basically, the venom, when it got into the rabbit, it liquefied its insides, and the heart stopped beating, and the brain bled out. Jesus. So, yeah. We haven't tried on people yet. And we also haven't <laughs> opened the container. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't open. So if my wife uh, passes away, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be under great suspicion. We might, we might edit that one out. Yeah, I bet, definitely <laughs> will, yeah. But... Um, the reason for that is, and the reason why they have this funky venom is because they're desert species. And a lot of desert species of animals, snakes, scorpions, have to have an incredible virulent and multi-layered venom. And what I mean by multi-layered is means it will affect a lot of animals quickly. The reason for that is they're living in the desert. How often are they going to come across food? When they come across food, they have to make sure that it, when they nip it, it's going to die. And it's going to die fast. Also, because they live in the desert, they're a source of food, so they have to be able to defend themselves. Mm. That's why you get these really uh, interesting toxins and mixes with animals. Interesting. Um, and they bury themselves in the sand. Do you ever see the, there's a gif of them? And it's like somebody was saying, it's like a... It's uh, like putting the, put, flicking yeah, the exactly. and flicking the sand over themselves. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And anything that passes them by, if they'll use the sand as their web. So they pick up vibrations in the sand of a creature moving around, dart out. They're very, very ginger about their attack. Like, they're not like a tarantula. So like, <laughs> these, guys, these guys are like, nip, and then back they're off. Polite. They just go, nip, and back off. But I've never seen anything like it. So when I put in crickets with these guys, so you only feed them like once every two or three months because they wouldn't come across prey. You don't want to overfeed them. But when you put in a cricket and they nip it, it just goes, like, instantly. Down. Boom. 
instantly. Like Whereas like other, yeah, exactly, like almost like a cartoon. Mm. Whereas other spiders, there's always a struggle, and you see the animal trying to get away. Or it's really fascinating. Wow. But yeah, they're they're a very cool, um, very cool little creature. And you, when you when you come down, you'll have a good look at them. They're really prehistoric looking. So where do they live now? Like where are they native to? So any deserts, okay. uh, a lot of deserts, Mongolia, in North, North, North and South America, where there's dry patches, you'll see them. So kind of, they went with the continents as they, as they split up. Now. The difference between our araniomorphs and our Mygellomorphs, how you tell the difference from them, if, if one of the major differences is their fangs. Their fang setup is Mygellomorphs, so the big tarantulas, they're all ma mainly terrestrial. So their fangs point down. So when they hit a prey item, they want to ram it into the ground and inject their venom. If you're on a web and you ram, your fangs down into something, you're going to push it through the web. Mm. So that's why the uranium morphs, the, the web spinning spiders, have fangs that go in like this. Ah. Get me? Yeah, so like... Um, like, a, like a pliers or... Right, yeah. yeah. So you have either these two stabbing weapons or you have these ones here that come in. <laughs> How do they grow? So all over your house, how do spiders grow? All over your house. So we're bringing it back home. Yeah. <laughs> All over your house is dust, and that dust is mostly you. Your skin flaking and scratching. That's that's how we grow. Our that's, skin is constantly replacing itself. That's why I don't dust. It could be somebody I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, spiders don't have that ability, and a lot of arthropods don't have that ability to to shed their skin uh, the way we would. So they do it all in one go, which is very efficient. And you can see there's two ways of doing it here. So either a spider will uh, spin a little line off the side of its web and basically let gravity pull itself out of its old skin ah. by pumping the blood to its uh, cephalothorax, which is basically its head. Mm -hmm. They pump the blood up there. You can see on the first picture there, you can see it's pumping itself out. Mm. And by the very last one there on, on the top slide, you can see it hanging down, and then that will just harden up, and it'll be a lot bigger than it was in the first place. It's a great wow. system. Tarantulas can't do that because if they were to hang off something and fall, they'll go apart like Lego. <laughs> they literally <laughs> fall apart; their legs will fly off because they're not used to uh, right. falling at all. Right. Yeah. So they actually lie on their back in the in their uh, in their burrows, lie on their back and pump all their blood into their top of their body and the top of the body literally goes pop comes off like a little uh, like a little bottle opening wow. and then they'll pump themselves out wow. and harden themselves up and you can see it there even the fangs are white yeah. as they're coming out yeah um, how long does it take then for them i presume they're very vulnerable obviously when they come out big time how long would it take them then to harden up harden up <laughs> um it takes <laughs> it takes about 24 hours Okay. And then you don't want to, if you keep them as pets, you don't want to feed them then for a couple of days because their fangs have to get hard. Okay. Um, and they'll, they won't know that, so they'll go after food and break, break their teeth. Um, a lot of people ring me as well, panicking. My spider's dead, it's on its back, upside down. Spiders don't die like that. Spiders die like this. They, for, they, for, uh, fold, they fold their legs underneath okay. and they just, that's how you know your spider's cacti. Okay. Um, it, they, if they're on their back, they're just shedding their skin. So it's, yeah. uh, if you ever get, hopefully Isabel, I'll be out getting spiders now for pets. And How long does it actually take for them to, for, this, for the, the molt to happen, like for the skin to come off? Species dependent, size dependent. Okay. Well, I would say around 24 hours is the usual thing. All right. There's, there she is. 
So we're looking at a picture now of, is that a molt happening? That's, the spider is over this side. On one side, yeah. That's after been coming out with the exoskeleton and that's the exoskeleton there. Ah. And, and it looks just like I have some here. Not one for everybody in the audience, but you can come <laughs> down and have a look later on. Oh, look, look at how the, the pictures here now of spiders up close. You have to admit, they are cute. Yeah, are especially that one eating the bat. <laughs> Those big eyes. <laughs> look, but hang on, that's, there's a spider there with a fish. What is that all about? Yeah, so that's a raft spider. Then we have, yeah, so it's, it's just, these pictures here just demonstrate the variety of animals yeah. that, they, that, they, um, that they can kill with their venoms. So all these different venoms they have, uh, and there's their different levels of toxins, toxicity and the effect they have on vertebrate life is amazing and we're doing a lot of research into spider venom as well for like cancer and painkillers and it's really really interesting um, but it's designed for killing right and you can see what they're eating here everything from fish to bats to bugs stuff that's actually sometimes bigger than them yes really yeah. really bigger i love that one with the bat it's amazing it's incredible looking that's freaky looking yeah so yeah uh, this is what we're using venom for. Uh, what we're using, beta blockers, stroke victims to thin out the blood, uh, neurotransmitters, so painkillers, and the last one is for, you know yourself. <laughs> 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 there's kids present, but yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of possibilities, and when you find new species of spiders, you don't know what they're, what they're going to have that we could use. Uh, I work a lot with the lads in the Venom Lab in Galway University, Michel Dugan, a very sexy French man up there who's uh, doing a lot of research into spider venom. So they have a lab full of spiders that they uh, milk on a regular basis. Sorry, I'm just going to furiously Google people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have them on the podcast. Oh. But, um, um, <laughs> So they basically collect spiders from all over the world, mm. and I collect them for them as well. And we go up and CO2 the spider, you put it asleep, and you put it on a little slide, and you run an electric current over the fangs, and the fangs dispel the, uh, the venom which you collect in a micro pipette. It's long, arduous work, and I'm glad I don't have to do that end of it, but uh, the, the PhD student who's working on JP Dunbar is doing that at the moment, and he's, he, He's really, really good at what he does. Occasionally, though, the electric current is too big and the spider gets fried. But it's, uh, it's, it's an occasional... Occupational hazard. Now, I'll talk about sp spider loving a little bit. This is the pedipabs that we were talking about earlier on. So we're on. looking at a picture now of two spiders, and what we're focusing in on is the bits in the front that they use to create new spiders. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. And okay. you've you're gotten your eye in now, haven't you? Do you know what? <laughs> I saw a couple of spiders running across the, uh, the kitchen the other day, and I felt very proud, because as I say, I'm not an animal expert, um, and I, I knew that, that they were males. Yes. Because of these boxing glove type things in front of them. Yes. And I thought, yes. So you can see... Here in the critter shed. <laughs> I've rubbed off on you. So, <laughs> so you can see here the, uh, the picture of, of basically, it looks like a turkey baster. So hang on, what is that? That's the, the, that's pal, the that's pedipalp, the, yeah. At the, the thing, the front that they use to... Yeah. To, to, it, to stay, so, so, so they put down their sperm web. Here you go. That's, that's me taking a photograph of a male tarantula in his sperm web. And it's, it's like it's he's tucked like, into a duvet or something. Yeah, it's like walking in, it's like walking in on a teenage boy. He's, he's freaked. <laughs> Stop looking at me! <laughs> well, he's in the process of sucking up the sperm from the sperm web there. 
uh, um, so is a sperm web different to a normal web? It is. Okay, yeah. so that's so produced it, when they. Yeah, want it's to very project. unique for, 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 for him to deposit his sperm onto it, and it, so it won't spill everywhere. Because and then he gets those turkey baster things that are back the front. at the front yeah. and sucks it up into that and goes off for a female. Okay. And this mate, that's a mate in there of. Uh, so we have two tarantulas, and is one on top of the other? Face to face. Oh, hello. Yes, that's how they mate. <laughs> so the male tarantula is on, the, on this side here. You can see on the, on the left-hand side. Is the, if, which is the bigger one? The female. Okay. So spiders, as a rule, are sexually dimorphic, as in the males will be smaller than females. Right. Females are bigger because they have to carry the eggs and do all that kind of stuff. Then the males are basically genetic couriers. That's their job. Did you say couriers or couriers? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Male spiders have a hard, they have a really hard existence. You want to see them and so, you like, you'd almost feel like crying for them because they're so nervous. Please don't eat me, do their little dance, trying to be impressive. And then I have female spiders who are just absolute wagons. They just won't, they won't mate with males. They're just like food straight away, even if you feed them. So, yeah, so what's happening there is that thing I was talking about earlier on. The male has got his tibial hooks into our fangs. Um, this is actually still from a video. I'm going to show it to you sometime. But, um, so he's, he's got the hooks into the fangs. Yeah, he's and he's, he, he, he was panicking like her. mad. Um, I saved him with a ruler. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she, as soon as he made it with her, he went, she, went to, she went to eat him. Um, oh, you you, you yeah, swooped in? swooped in, like the chaperone. So crab spiders, they have a really interesting... Uh, um, mating uh, thing that they do. So the male will actually go up to the female, do his little dance, and then he will promptly tie her up. <gasps> Kinky. Um, so he this will... This is going in directions <laughs> I never knew. Yeah. Before. So they actually, he actually <laughs> ties her up so she can't physically grab him. Right. And then he will mate with her and then kind of snap the strings and run away. <laughs> But they're amazing looking spiders too. They're the ones you'll see crab spiders that are... Um, that one is sort of pink and white. It's very pretty looking. Yeah, they, they are uh, camouflage experts mm. and, and they ambush bees. If you ever see a bee like hanging like that from a flower, if you look really closely, you'll generally see a crab spider munching on its face. So, oh my God. Yeah, very, very cool little animals. Wow. Now, the black widow, the beautiful black widow, they have a really, really interesting mating uh, ritual. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it that. <laughs> so the males are tiny compared to the females. Is that, we're looking at a picture now, yep. is that a male there? Yeah, It looks there. like only the size of the spider's head. Yeah, like tiny. It's tiny, it's about a fifth of the size of the female. Yeah, so he goes up to her and he does his, his, his dance and if she's willing to mate, he will insert a pedipalp into her opening to deposit his DNA. And as he's doing that, he puts his bum in her mouth and she has a nice meal. So he's being eaten as he's mating. Wow. He has a sphincter in the middle of his body that keeps the blood from flowing completely out. So he has a chance to put the second pebby palp in and continue mating with her. Wow. Why is he doing this? Because it gives him the opportunity to last a lot longer than a normal, a regular, or another spider species. <coughs> Most of the males have to really be fast. They're panicking because they don't want to get eaten. They want to try and mate with as many females as possible. And when they're doing that, they kind of sometimes they, they miss the spot or they don't, they, they're not successful. This really guarantees a high uh, percentage of fertility in, in the male. And he's going to die anyway, so why not go out with a bang? 
<laughs> there is another spider, actually. There's a, uh, another spider, an American species called the, uh, uh, the yellow garden spider, I believe it's called. But um, they have a really, really mad one. The male, when he mates with the female, he puts in his palp and he mates her the first time. Then he puts in the second one, promptly has a heart attack and dies there, hanging from her. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he becomes a copulatory plug, as we say in scientific terms. So that means that no other male can mate with her because he's stuck in there wow. until, until like, he falls <laughs> off, basically. The rigor mortis sets yeah. in and he's gone. What a way to go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the jumping spiders, and that, these are beautiful little creatures. Can you see how beautiful they are? Am I convincing you? So a lot of the spiders that we're looking at now on the slide, they're just multicolored. Their eyes are, be are beautiful and shiny, different patterns. Yeah. And uh, they look like they have hairs on, their, um, on various bits of them. Different colors, blue, brown, red. Very, very pretty looking. Yep, and the one on the very bottom here is the one I was telling you about, the problem solver, the, the Porsche. It's, is, is the name of that spider. Um, very, very intelligent. Some people say they're cat smart. I don't believe that. But very, very clever problem-solving abilities and really, really beautiful. Specialised in hunting other spiders. Right. Uh, and small prey. And they're all very, very small. Um, but they have the, uh, with the macro lenses that we have with cameras now, you can really get a look into their world and see how stunning they are. And their mating behaviour with the dances they do is hilarious as well. So <laughs> I, I absolutely love them. Now, the social spiders, super rare. Less than 1% of spiders would be sociable. So these are social spiders. To define what a social spider would be, it's like something that a, a group of spiders will gang together to help raise young or to kill prey. Make sense? Oh, wow. So instead of like what you have with bees and ants where it's kind of like one queen, it's not like that with spiders. They all hang out together and it's mostly just to overpower bigger prey. Mm -hmm. So you have in, in, in South American jungles you have a, a species here, these tiny little spiders, but if a giant cricket or a board mm. lands on the thing, thousands of them, like Harry Potter, come out, <laughs> of the, come out of the web and crawl down slowly and they all bite at different points right. and they all get to feed. So how much smaller are these spiders than say a cricket? Oh these spiders now will be a couple of millimetres. Oh wow. Yeah, so very very small species. Now, we death by thousand foot almost. Exactly, and there's different types, there's there's, the, um, there's a huntsman spider species, Australian, that don't actually web up, but they all live together in bark, cork bark, mm -hmm. in trees, and they'll gang in and, and, and uh, hunt prey as well. Wow. But it's very, very rare. So that's basically, um, that's basically a bit of natural history about spiders. If you have any questions, fire it away, and I want you all to come down and meet our beautiful uh, gang here and I'll, I'll, I'll show you them up close and personal. Yeah. So they're not scary, how beautiful are they? I mean, isn't it amazing? So essentially the takeaway from this is they're bloody amazing and yes. they're actually our friends. So they're, they're our neighbours already in our houses. So charge them rent, whatever. Yeah. Escort them outside in, in a nice decorative cup and saucer. Somebody here said that they do. They're keeping all the nasties out of your house. They're cheaper than rent to kill Leave them be and they won't bother you. And if you see one run across the the, uh, the kitchen floor, it's some poor old guy on his way to get eaten. So yeah. a bit of empathy for the yeah. <laughs> for poor old male. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. The Critter Shed is part of the Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. 
You can find more great shows at thewarren.ie.